Welcome to Owning the Masters, a podcast where we discuss business, entrepreneurship, and lifestyle for the culture. I am your host, Be the Boss, and LJ, she is a little bit under the weather today, so she won't be joining us, but keep her in your prayers, you guys. But today we have the lovely Miss Alondra Penn, esthetician and spotty owner. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you today? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Did I do okay? You did wonderful. Okay, good. <laughs> so we like to discuss just kind of your journey of how you became an entrepreneur and just random things. Drop some gems if you can. So yeah. So first, I just want you to just tell us a little bit about your business. Okay, well, I own, um, I, I've coined my spa teak. Um, I have a full service spa, you know, with the exception of nails and hair. It's just me there. I uh, operate out of a suite. Um, and like I said, I do facials, uh, full body uh, treatments, scrubs, um, waxing, uh, lashes. You know, I still do the beauty side. So it's wellness and beauty. So I do body contouring, uh, makeup, lashes. Like I just, I do a lot. Okay, nice, nice. So what drew you to the beauty industry? Well, it was, I want to say it was kind of innate. Um, I believe that I was kind of born into the skincare thing because even as a child, I would run around trying to... um, put oatmeal and honey and <laughs> yogurt, whatever I can concoct in the kitchen. I'd be trying to rub it on my cousins and friends. They'd be running from me. So it was just like, uh, it was nothing that happened or, you know, anything like that. It was just something that I just, just started doing, you mm-hmm. know, it, I can't think of a person or a commercial or anything. It was just one day I was like, Hmm. You know, so it just was always kind of like, in you. Yeah, it was just something kind of that was in always me. in you. And the beauty part, um, I haven't been doing makeup very long uh, for about two or three years, and that part I was kind of drawn to um, from just being around the models and um, being uh, doing the facials and stuff. I had a lot of you know models coming, local models coming in, mm-hmm. and. Um, get talking to them. And when I was in school, I had requirements, you know, that I had to fulfill as far as makeup. Mm -hmm. And so um, just kind of experimenting with that and uh, going on, I'm like, "Hmm, I kind of like this. And uh, I kind of started buying products and stuff like that. And people, even though I didn't even know how to do makeup, I'm going to give you a little secret of mine. So the first fashion show that I ever done, um, my niece a friend of hers just called me out the blue and was like, hey, can you come and do makeup? And I'm like, why would she think <laughs> that in the world that I can, you know, do makeup to, mm-hmm. you know, for a fashion show like that? Why would she think that? And um, I really needed the money. She kept going and she's like, well, the girl's going to pay you this and pay you that. And I'm like, you know what? I need some money today. So mm-hmm. I got my little stuff together and um, there was other makeup artists there. Of course, there was a fashion show, some that are really well known in the city. Mm-hmm. And I would literally wait to do, they did something because I knew, you know, how to do brows and I knew kind of, you know, shadow placement. I knew how to do that. Mm-hmm. But as far as like face and, you know, other uh, little things that 
uh, order and, you know, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. I really didn't know. So I would literally wait for them to do a step and then I would do a step and then I would wait for them to do another step and then I would do another step and it ended up being superb. So I was like, okay. So I might be able to do this. I'm a makeup artist now. And ever since then, that's what it, and I've, I've, I've been going with it since then. And I've been growing, and it seems like that is the part of my business that really gets the most attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. That means that's being in the right place at the right time. I agree. Like, in every sense of the word. Yes. Like, that's, like that opportunity was meant for you. Like, you wasn't expecting that to happen. Somebody happy. called you out the blue, mm-hmm. and you were just so happened to be in that environment, in the right space, in the right time. Exactly. You just never know what was meant for you. Mm-hmm. I would have never thought. I'm like, why would she even call me and ask me that? Is she <laughs> uh-huh. crazy? <laughs> yeah. It's like, so. Had you ever done it before? I had. Um, like I said, I don't. I don't know if I. I'm not used to this, so I got. I'm trying to stay in order. I kind of <laughs> go back, tell stories backwards. Yes, sometimes. T- t- I apologize. <laughs> but um, I had started uh, doing it in school because mm-hmm. that was part, you know, of the requirements for an aesthetic license. Mm-hmm. And so um, when I was doing that, we had a contest. Um, one time where we had to like do a whole face and do it in a certain amount of time and then everybody was judging it. And so when I got into the contest and I was um, doing some purples and blacks on the girls' eyes and everybody was like, oh my God, that is so good. Mm-hmm. It's so pretty. It's so pretty. So I kind of knew, you know, how to, just because I'm yeah. a colorful person, you can't tell right now, but <laughs> because I'm a colorful person, uh-huh. I could kind of blend colors just kind of like naturally. Mm-hmm. But um, I didn't know how to do foundation or anything like that. So mm-hmm. that's what really got me started when I done that. And then I posted it. And uh, people were, you know, saying that they liked it. So maybe that's why she thought I was a makeup artist. But see, that says a lot, though. Yeah. Something that you just hadn't hadn't done. And like you said, it gets the most attention. It does. So it must it must have been meant to be. I know it, it's the gift you didn't know you had. That's absolutely true. I cannot mm-hmm. argue with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So tell me this. You told me over the phone your story about just kind of how you became an entrepreneur. Talk about that. Talk about how you fell into going into business for yourself. Okay. So I fell into going to business for myself because I would, um, I won't say all the time because people know me and say, why is Alondra up there telling that? (laughs) (laughs) But certain jobs that I would have, um, I would really have a, you know, a desire to really do well. Some jobs that I had, you know, I've had several, but some jobs uh, that I had, I really didn't care. It's like kind of going through the motions, but mm-hmm. there's been a few when I started really doing office work that I really wanted to put my best foot forward. And I'm like, okay, I like this. I'm coming in doing my little nine to five thing. And the thing for me that turned me off is, um, sometimes I would feel like I'm giving my all, you know, and I'm doing my best and, I'm like, okay, I got this. You know, I'm doing this. I'm asking, you know, some of the other people, you know, how did you, was that okay? What I sent you, was it okay? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But somehow when it came to like management, they always had something to say or some Mm -hmm. kind of critique that was not helpful. It was just, Just I just found a lot. Yeah, I just found a lot of it just being ridiculous and almost like, uh, you know, how it's old saying you tie a, a carrot around a, a rabbit's, you know, tail mm-hmm. and, and watch it run to get the carrot. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, you're doing good. Okay, well, we'll pull it back, you know, mm-hmm. like that. And I just really got sick of it. So I was like, you know what? I am out of here. Yep. Deuces. You can call your own shots. Yes. And, yep. I. That's true. I think a lot of us kind of feel that that stuckness when we kind of work our nine to five jobs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of um, A lot of our guests actually that we've had, um, still hold a nine to five and run mm-hmm. their businesses like like I do. Mm-hmm. So um, and I, 
it's it's hard, especially when you're doing something that you love in conjunction with it. It makes you want to do that other something all the time. And it can be hard, especially when you've seen, okay, like, there's another there's another world out there. A whole another world. <laughs> yeah. I did not know that people literally made their own schedules. Like they, you know, come and go as they please. They, you know, mm-hmm. go on vacation. I did not even know that it was capable, you know, especially for a black woman <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to be able to do this. I'm like, I should have been doing this a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I have a long way to go as far as, you know, my financial goals. And don't don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not here to be fake or anything like that. I have a long way to go as far as that situation. However, I have um, become more disciplined. Mm-hmm. And so I know how to manage my time better and I know how to make money for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a freeing experience, right? It definitely yes. Yes. I Just to guess. know that like um, money, money really doesn't have a cap. That's right. Corporate America puts a cap on it so yes. that they can have control. But I mean, that's just kind of the way that goes. Mm-hmm. But as an entrepreneur, you can make as much or as little money as you want. Yeah. And you have full control over that. You have full control over your life and time. I mean, granted, like there, there is a place for employees. I agree. Everybody's not meant to be an entrepreneur. It's not for That's everybody. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. But... Definitely. I was going to say a lot of times um, as entrepreneurs, some people that work nine to five, they feel like that we don't value them or, you know, that we feel some sort of way, mm-hmm. quote unquote. And um, I actually envied them. I wanted to be a nine to five or so <laughs> bad. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, because I have family members that, you know, they are managers and, mm-hmm. you know, they uh, are over this many amount of people. And, you know, you mm-hmm. know, just, they're just so successful. And I just wanted to be, you know, like them. I do. So mm-hmm. I did, you know, mm-hmm. so bad. And so I tried to make myself fit into that mode. And I just it's not for me. Mm-hmm. Because not. I think we're learning now um, in this time, uh, like entrepreneurship wasn't. Um, it wasn't like spoken about a lot. It was, you know, go get a job, go to college, you know, do that. That's going to be your security. But now we've seen like in the last couple years, couple years for sure, yes. that that's not always the case, mm-hmm. that life is very unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And that, um, you know, now with social media and the internet, we don't really need like to go ask the TV station to put out a commercial or anything like that. We can actually like market ourselves now. Mm -hmm. So it's so much easier to be an entrepreneur. Like this is the best time right now I feel like to be alive. I agree. Because opportunities are endless. I agree. I agree. (laughs) I agree. I believe there's a lot of uh, millionaires of color in the making. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, there are actually more millionaires um, in this time than ever before. I, I believe that. Than ever before. And if we look at the history of our country, more millionaires are made after tragedy than any yes. other time. And yes. that's and, and a and lot of people don't realize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So like after the Great Depression, that's when you saw like so many millionaires being made. Um, you had like the Rockefellers and things like that during that particular mm-hmm. point that's in time. Mm-hmm. And businesses being created, entrepreneurs being born. After wars, usually there's a surge of entrepreneurs. The 2008 recession, there was a surge of entrepreneurs. And I feel like now after this whole pandemic that we've had over the years, now's the perfect time to jump in and figure out what you want to want to do. That's it's right. giving people a renewed sense of like 
you know, I want to accomplish a dream. Yes, I agree. Yeah. And um, just to piggyback on that, um, it creates a uh, fertile ground for creativity. Yes. So when you're broke and you're and those kids want this, they're sitting there yes. looking at you and you're hungry or you need this or you need that, you start coming up with stuff. You sure do. So yes, that <laughs> that creativity and yep, and it, it's born out of um, I won't lack say lack, need yeah, sometimes. lack and yeah. need, but yeah, like just that ingenuity is necessary. Absolutely. Yep, I I love that. Like, um. Like you said, this is a perfect time for creatives, especially, A, the circumstances surrounding our economy and our, just the things that we've dealt with over the last year or so. But also, like I said, because of social media. Right. So, like, yeah. you have you can be creative in so many different ways now. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree. Yep. There's so many ways to make money. There's so many ways to, you know, put yourself out here. If you feel like you have a talent, just go out here and do it. That's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. And... Um, even from your talents, you know, um, it's just so easy, like you said, to be recognized now, mm-hmm. you know, um, people are just more free, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And open to different things. So, you know, they, they like, uh, again, creativity and it's, it, it's really a, a good breeding place right now. I, I totally, um, it I'm is, with that. it is. So one question for you. So what is the biggest obstacle that you've encountered so far in just getting your business started or over the years just, you know, doing what you do? What's been the biggest obstacle? Girl, the biggest obstacle is juggling my home finances and my business finances because I don't want to pay my written bills. I just want to do stuff (laughs) in my business. I don't want to do nothing for nobody. I don't want to feed my children. I don't want to buy them clothes. (laughs) I don't want to do anything for anybody. I only want to grow my business. And that's all I want to do with my money. Yes. (laughs) It is easy to do, ain't it? Yes. It is so easy to do. How do you manage that? Oh, my God. Because, you know, literally I have to pay, you know, my bills or I'll be on the street. So that, you know, is takes care of itself Mm -hmm. and then everything else I just kind of budget because I'm really an impulse buyer when it comes to my business Mm -hmm. like if I just to give you an example say for instance um I have different color towels for different things so I don't Mm -hmm. get stuff confused so um if I buy some pink towels last week and they were I don't know 15 for $25 or something like mm-hmm. that. Well, I don't need to buy towels, right? Because I'm stocked mm-hmm. up and that's fine. And so next week I'm on to the next thing. But while I'm looking for a new palette or some new concealers or something, I see there's a sale on pink towels. <laughs> and you're going, yes, I'm like, oh man. So now I'm like, I just have to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And just try to stay focused. And the best thing is writing things down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because that that cuts a lot of my impulse buying down because it's like, OK, Alondra, really, you know, that's just unnecessary. Mm-hmm. So that's the way I do it. Just, you know, the necessities, of course, I have to do. And then everything else, I just have to try to discipline myself. So how do you maintain discipline? I maintain discipline because I don't like to. Uh, I don't like to. um Okay, I won't say I won't like to. I'll say I function and perform better when things are kind of, you know, my ducks are in a row. Mm -hmm. So I am kind of a procrastinator and uh, that sort of thing. Excuse me. Yes, I'm guilty. Um, I um, 
I just I have to be be disciplined, and I just I'm, like I said, I'm a person who doesn't perform well when my ducks aren't in a row. So therefore, just to keep myself sane. Mm-hmm. I just do what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I try. Sometimes I fall <laughs> short, you know. Do you keep that. like lists or um, anything like that? Like, do you keep a planner? Do you? Yes, but I have to, if, if there's no sense in having a planner if you forget to write the things in it. That's true. I'm guilty of that. I, that takes discipline as well. Yes, it's all, <laughs> everything is, seems like it's just disciplinary mm-hmm. actions. So, and know. I think the biggest thing with discipline is keeping that end goal in mind. Like, you know that, you know, I want I want to be here. So keeping that end goal in mind kind of helps you push forward yeah. to be able to do those little small little micro steps that you have to do in order to get where you want to go. You just dropped the gym on me. See, that's the, <laughs> now I'm like, okay, I got to remember that I want this because I never really thought about it like that. It's just like, yep. I don't want to, you know, not have this or not have that or, you know, but when I when you make it like a, a long-term goal type thing, that makes mm-hmm. sense. That's good. Yep. And I don't even do like long-term goals. I do like weekly goals. Okay. So I like sit down and I'm like, okay, what do I need to accomplish this week? So my end goal is this. I know I want to be here by Saturday because my week's is Sunday to Saturday. So by Saturday, I want to be here. So what steps do I have to do from where I'm at now to get here? So those are my little micro steps that I usually like list out during the week. And I'm like, okay, I need to do this, 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 and this in order to get this accomplished. Okay. And then I, I just try to stick with it. Am I, am I great at it? No, because I'm very easily distracted. <laughs> I get easily distracted, but you know, as long as you at least do something during right. the day, I agree. I find that that helps. I agree totally. Mm-hmm. When you ch- when you just try to get something done off your list, and you know, try to stick to it some type of way, mm-hmm. then at least you're putting one foot another, one foot in front of the other, and then mm-hmm. you know, we're like, God, do the rest, please. <laughs> yes, that part, that part. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's like okay, I'm gonna need this strength today. Because I ain't really feeling it. Yes. But then that goes back to, you know, keeping that end goal in mind. Okay, but what do I want? What do I really have to keep going? I have to do this. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like I want $100,000 at the end of the year. How do I need to do that? How many people do I need to service? What kind of projects do I need to take on? Like looking at that. And then, like I said, breaking it down into like monthly and then weekly goals. And then the daily little micro things that you got to do to get it done. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's it's work though. It is, and it's not easy. Mm-mm. It is not easy. It's not easy staying focused. It's not easy um, staying focused. I'll say it again. Yes, it, it's not. Sometimes time management is not easy because you know you don't have somebody managing you. You are it. Mm-hmm. So if it doesn't get done, it's your fault. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's definitely not easy, and it's not for everybody. I, I'm telling you guys, I wish. That I was a nine to five person. I wish I could. I promise you, because the way that I'm a ta- the way my brain works is I'm a task mm-hmm. person. And when you're an entrepreneur, there's not it's not uh, task duties like that. Yeah. It's like on and on and on it, and on and is. on. And the way that my brain works is like, okay, I got there at seven and eight o'clock, or you know, I mean, whatever time it's done. Mm-hmm. So nine o'clock there, lunch five done. Now mm-hmm. it's done. You know, that's the way yeah. my brain literally functions yeah. in a task, you know, mm-hmm. sort of, of way. So I really wish that I was <laughs> a person that could work a nine to five and then, yeah. you know, be some kind of corporate 
big wig, you know. You will person, be one day, girl. That's okay. I, I, it's just, it's not for me. I, yep. It's just not. They push me out. They kick me out. <laughs> Well, that's like one day. So one day as your business grows, then you just delegate those things to somebody else. Absolutely. Because, you know, we we have to do everything as entrepreneurs. Absolutely. Well, I so know I'll like, get the money of mm-hmm. the corporate person. I'm not worried oh, yeah. about that. But it's like, just like the, the day structure. Yeah. Like I wish. But then you'd be able to hire those things out. Absolutely. <laughs> that's yes. what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, okay, I, I don't want to do inventory. So I'm just going to let you do it. Right. And then I can come and do X, Y, Z tasks and go home. Yes, delegating is a wonderful thing. Yes, when you can do it. But my mind is still going to be going. Yeah. After five when I leave, it's still going to be in the middle of the night. It's still going to be early in the morning. Because like, your there's baby. no cutoff for mm-hmm. your entrepreneurial shit, your business. No, it's not. No, and that's, uh, that's a conversation that we had a few weeks back. Like, um, there is no nine to five because... It's your baby. It's yeah. like you're going to take care of your newborn baby from In nine to five. Too. That's right. No, you're taking care of your newborn baby all the time. And even when you go back to work yes. after you on maternity leave or whatever, you drop that baby off at daycare, you think about that baby That's when right. the baby's gone. So it's like it, your business is like your baby it is. because you, you literally birthed it. It is. From, yes. from the beginning, from the ground up. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So what do you enjoy most about your business? Um, What we were just talking about, uh, my time freedom and my financial freedom, because I am a single mother. So I have uh, three children and nine to five dentist appointments and stuff like that. I'm just not really good at it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? When I'm like, uh uh-uh, I... I'm going to make an appointment and I'm going to schedule my day around it and then mm-hmm. I'm going to be fine. I can't worry about did I put that day in or can I, I, mm-hmm. I that's so I love my my time freedom and being able to make my own schedule. That's the number one thing. And again, there's no cap on my salary. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can make whatever basically that I want to make mm-hmm. once I get once I get to, you know, that point if I keep yeah. cultivating, you know, yeah. my business. Nobody can tell me that, you know, that that's as much as we pay in this position. Right. So, And you'll have to worry about getting the 25 cent raise every year. You, right. you can create your own raises. And also um, the ability to um, change what I do, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to, okay, well, this isn't, this service isn't good or I don't like doing that. So I can either delegate that to somebody or, you know, I can um, do mm-hmm. away with it. I can change my menu. I can yeah. I have control over, you know, my day. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Like you have creative creative control that's right over your yeah over what you do during the day Mm -hmm. so it doesn't get monotonous or exactly that's Mm -hmm. what i'm getting at yeah i don't have too Mm -hmm. many mundane days it's like Mm -hmm. i'm tripping over makeup knocking it off the table to get over to my (laughs) station so i could cut us out yeah yeah so how do you balance having kids and being a single mom how you balance that (sighs) um well um since I've had, since I've been, you know, working on my own, my boy, since the, I have, I have a daughter, she's 20 years old. And then I have a 17 year old son and a 13 year old son. So I don't have any really like babies, but, um, ever since uh, COVID started, my boys, their dad lives in Michigan and they've been with him. They're still enrolled here in school, mm-hmm. but they've been signing in from there. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I haven't had to feel, I've been able to spend all my money on my business. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to cook a bit anything to eat. Yes. So the reason why I answered it that way is because everybody's been away for a whole year. I almost don't remember what I uh, thought. He was like, what? 
<laughs> yeah, like, you know, besides the times when I would get late and we just have to grab something to eat mm-hmm. as opposed to me, you know, cooking dinner and stuff like that, they they kind of get used blessing, to that. Though. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, so, yeah, for kids. That's a blessing you know. having that support, though, to be able to, you know, do that and have the kids be be with their dad. Oh, with the dad, yes. Yeah, that's yes. awesome to have that type of support. Oh, God, yes. It yes. took a long time, but we are in a good place with yeah. that. So um, I am really blessed with that. And um, as far as juggling, you know, them in my home life and everything, you know, them in my business, like I said, um, the the worst case scenario is I, my, my days are still, still kind of nine to five as far mm-hmm. as out in the field. But mm-hmm. um, the only thing where they kind of suffer is like, okay, we're getting chicken again real quick or, know. you know, we're getting a hamburger. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I, I know we went to the store and I had this big elaborate meal plan. Yeah, but we were going to have hot wings and fried like biscuits that. and potato. We're going to have a whole, you know, appetizer set up. And I'm like, uh, we're getting quarter pounders, you yeah. know, or we're getting, you know, Captain J. So that's their mm-hmm. biggest issue is just, you know, me not wanting to um, always prepare full meals for them. I know. But that's like small stuff because I, yeah. I find that I struggle with that too. I'm a single mom. I have three daughters. So oh, okay. it's like I find that I struggle with that that too. I have to like schedule now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to actually cook for y'all on this day. Yes. <laughs> or oh, I'm actually going to do this on this day. And I'm really trying to get better at that balance mm-hmm. um, with with the things that that I have going on, and I find it I find it to be kind of difficult. It is because cooking is time consuming. Yeah, and then I don't think that I have like uh, innate is my word of the day. I guess because I to me I don't have that kind of innate thing like you know. Our moms are like, okay, it's five or six o'clock. What are the kids gonna eat? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like I don't have that that. Um, just automatic, like mm. I have to be settled down. I have to be in a certain mood. Yeah. I have to be happy. I have to be. I have to have all everything just for me to cook a hamburger. Uh-huh. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, like, it gotta be right. Like I enjoy it, but it's just like yeah. I got this task to do. I gotta get this done. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. So I'm like, unfortunately, I gotta, you know, Figure pick up out. and help me out and fend. Yeah, I hate to say fend for themselves, but because my girls are a little older, case, but, but it's yeah. like you know you can go ahead and make that happen yes. for today, and then you know I got you in a couple days. But because remember our parents, they could you know cook some pork chops or fry some chicken, have something in the oven, and then mm-hmm. they'll be doing this, they'll be doing that. I can't. I am not built like that. It's like yeah. I have to be focused on just doing that. And if yeah. I'm not in the mood, I'm not doing it. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. So it's easier, like you said, is like having a nine to five because you know that your day starts and ends. At a certain time, but like say something happens and I got to stop what I'm doing, like with me doing real estate, like say, you know, this house came on the market and I got to like, I gotta go show this house real quick mm-hmm. because my client's been looking this perfect. I got to go take them to show this house. Right so now. during Yeah, I got to go right now. So, you know, I can't, my day is not always easily scheduled. Right. So, you know, just trying to find that that particular like time and balance so that everybody feels tended to yes. but so that I still get things done. Yes. And that's that's difficult. And I mean even in like your regular personal life you gotta schedule time for yourself. Yep. And that's where I come in. Yeah. The self care lady. <laughs> yeah. But I mean you have you the self care lady gotta have self care exactly. time. Exactly. So you gotta have that time and, and reboot. What does that look like for you? Um just me really relaxing at home. Just mm-hmm. me, just chilling. I'm really a really, really bad homebody. So I just, I'm not always in the mix, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I just 
Just me being at home, being able to watch TV. As long as I got some good food, you got a happy girl mm-hmm. <laughs> over here. So if I got something good to eat and something decent to watch, and my food can be better than what's on the show on TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then then you good. I'm okay. Yeah, if yeah. I'm warm. I don't be cold. <laughs> so. Yeah. But you need that, though. Yes. But do you do the facials and stuff on yourself when you were home alone? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, um, I, no, no, no. So I don't do facials on myself, but um, I do, you know, do my skincare regimen. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a girlfriend that we actually partner to do spa parties and stuff like that. Oh, nice. Yeah. So me and her trade off facials. Nice. Yes. Nice. You got to have that that little me time. That's the A-list. <laughs> Shameless plug. If you guys want to have a spa party, anybody that any or couples or anything like that, then contact me still because I can do that. My, myself and my friend Aisha, we are from Pink Lipstick and Company. We partner together to do that to become the A list, and we um, we rock together uh, on spa parties and stuff like that. So let us know. Get at us. Nice, <laughs> nice. That that's a good idea, actually. Now you got my wheels spinning. I need a spa party. Yeah, <laughs> come on in, girl. What's one thing that you wish someone told you when you were um, getting started and building your business? Um, I wish somebody had told me to uh, be really, really articulate about my bookkeeping because Mm -hmm. you can't tell if you're making money. And like I said, I'm really impulsive. And if there's a sale, okay, well, give me five of them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And they're Mm -hmm. just stacked up in the back. But, you know, so you have to be very, very, very articulate about your expenditures and your money's coming in and how you allocate things. Mm -hmm. And I wish I had have known that. Mm -hmm. Even though I still probably wouldn't have done it because I'm still trying to learn it and I do know that now. (laughs) What kind of systems do you have in place now that you've learned? Like for your bookkeeping. So what do you what do you use now? Okay, so um right now I don't have a, a bookkeeping service, mm-hmm. but I just keep really good notes about what, you know, and I go over mm-hmm. them, you know, with my tax lady and stuff like that, but I just keep really good notes about uh, almost like a, a bank book. So you have an accountant? Yes, I have a, a I have a somebody, yes that mm-hmm. that helps me. I wouldn't I I don't uh, pay her as my accountant, so I would say it like that. Yeah. But I do have somebody that helps me, and she helped. Yeah, she helps mm-hmm. me with that. So, what tips would you give to um, help people stay organized in that aspect? Um, I would say keeping receipts, but that's futile because you get you spend so much money and get all these little slips of paper. But again, I would just say uh, writing everything down Mm -hmm. because even if you're not good at it, you know, if you write it down and keep track of everything when you hand it off, then, you know, they're able to follow what's Mm -hmm. going on pretty easily, you know. Mm -hmm. So I would just say, you know, just make sure that you, you know, you keep keep records of what you're doing Mm -hmm. and how you're even down to like... um, when I boost posts and stuff like that on Facebook or, you know, Instagram, I say, okay, well, who called me and said that they, um, they're uh, actually responding because they saw that post, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Who, who, if I had gotten differently, is it really worth it? You know, I write all of those things down and look at my analytics. I'm very, you know, very data driven. Yeah. Yes. But you have to be, you gotta, you gotta know the numbers to know where you're going. Exactly. Yeah, and you where you're at keep, and mm-hmm. everything. So it's good for keeping track. Um, of the success of your your business, mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. I'm learning that. I'm learning oh, that, okay, like just yeah. with the analytics and just trying to really keep track of that kind of stuff. Are you good at that stuff? Um, I'll be calling you. You'll be like, now I told no. her. No, <laughs> well, I won't say I'm not good at it. I'm I'm learning. Okay. Like we're learning. It's still it's still really new. Okay. So, but yeah, I was just um 
I was watching a podcast and they said the same thing. It was like, um, you know, if you don't know your numbers, then you really can't set your goals. That's true. If you don't know your numbers, that you have to know, um, you have to know where you're going. Now I will, um, just to go back because you asked about systems. So right now, um, I use Wix for my uh, platform, my website platform, but I understand that uh, Shopify is is better for the type of thing for your analytics and you'll know where this came from. Oh, yeah. They're telling me that it's a lot better. So I could possibly be making the switch soon, but Doing I have Shopify. to totally rebuild my website, but you know. But they say that, that yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about that as far as systems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll yep. take that down my work. I've... um. I actually know quite a few people that use Shopify and they it integrates to say, don't it they? integrates with yeah. social media. See so, what I'm saying? so it's really good for like keeping track of your analytics and things like that. Yeah. So where do you see your business in, you know, in the coming, coming months and years? Um, well, right now I'm operating, you know, like I said, out of a suite. Um, but here within the next year, I want to be in a storefront, you know, um, there's just certain a certain atmosphere that I want to create for my clients, a certain um, cleanliness standard that I want to uh, set for my clients. Um, and there's, you know, the, my space is clean and my building is okay, but it's an old building, you know. And there's just certain things that I want to upgrade or that I don't have any control over. Mm-hmm. And um, I want control over the atmosphere that is set for my clients because I appreciate them and you know they're royalty to me, so I want mm-hmm. them to feel that way when they come in. So definitely um, a move, a space move. Um, I'd like to hire a few people definitely um, to do some things so that I can free up my day sometimes to do other things. Um, yeah. Some maybe some I have uh, some family in some other cities and states, and I wouldn't mind maybe opening there different, you know, a couple of different places. Franchising? So, I don't necessarily. Well, I guess that would be the um, the word for it, but mm-hmm. maybe just like one or two locations. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to, you know, I want it to be kind of hands on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's all good, all good. I see it happening for you. Oh, thank you. So one. Um, one heavy question. So I want you to look back on a past failure that okay. you had in business that has led to a future success. And then tell us about that situation and then how you overcame that situation. Okay. So ooh, that is loaded. Okay. So um, when I was working for a mortgage company, um, a manager in another department came and she uh, was saying, well, you, you should come over here and you should do this. And we have this bonus structure and you can make so much more money and it'll be so much easier and this and that. And uh, when I went over there, none of the things were true. And it seems like everything that I was doing was wrong when it was something really simple. You know how something mm-hmm. is one plus one is two and two plus two is four. And you're telling me that, you know, I didn't do yeah. this and that. And I'm like, you know, I'm really a bright girl. This is, you know, ridiculous. So I know there were some kind of underlying things, but still it was a failure, you know, for me because I uh, I was expecting certain amount of money, and I feel like I allowed myself to be taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I failed at that. And then they were um, people that I was working with one on one was telling me that I was doing you know a good job. But then my superiors would say, "Well, you you didn't do this, that, and the other." And I'm like, "She didn't care about <laughs> what are you what are you mm-hmm. even talking about?" So I always felt like a failure. Um, 
in that in in that situation, in the whole corporate situation, and in that situation um, for sure. And um, that just prompted me. It propelled me to just start buying little things, my little pink towels, yeah, <laughs> and my black towels, and uh-huh. my gray towels, and my white towels, whatever that I needed that wasn't you know that was inexpensive. I would just kind of gather up my supplies. And um, when I was out, I was out. Yeah. So you took that and used it as like your catalyst to be able to, and your motivation to be able to be like, okay, I got to do something different. Because I had to figure out that there was nothing wrong with me, that God did not want me there. Mm -hmm. He wants me to be an entrepreneur. Now, if I have to have a part-time job or something like that so that I feel comfortable, so I have a safety Mm -hmm. net, then, you know, he'll allow that for a certain amount of time, but I'm not that's not for me. That's not where mm-hmm. he wants me. That's not where they get. They kick me out. I keep telling. <laughs> <laughs> they kick me out. That's huge. That's huge though, because you know when things like that happen, we tend to take those types of things mm-hmm. so personally. Yes. And you know, yes. it's always a motive behind it. You know, to try to make you feel away or whatever it is. But um, those things. Um, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, those things can definitely. They ultimately are used to build you. Mm-hmm. And you have to understand that, you know, you can't take everything personal. Right. It's not always about about you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and you took that high road and was like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's nothing wrong with me. Yeah, because I thought that there was. Because like I said, I have sisters and cousins that mm-hmm. are so successful. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they've been at the same job. They never change jobs and they get promotions. And you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm kind of like. Why can't I, I, I'm, I'm, the, I'm probably the smarter one. And they'll tell you, you know what I mean? I'm like, why can I not get mm-hmm. a good foothold, you know, in this whole realm? And it's just not for me. Mm-hmm. So. What made you realize, what, what made you get to that point to where you're like, okay, this isn't me. It's not me. It's, it's just my environment. This isn't where I'm supposed to be. Like, what, what brought you to that conclusion? Well, because I would, I would never, I couldn't keep a job. <laughs> I could, I could not like keep a, a a job like that. And it wasn't that you know that I was doing so bad. It's just I was not, I was not comfortable, and I was not. Um, I don't know how to say it. I just, I don't, I don't, I really, I, I don't know, really have an answer for that. I just know. That I tried and I tried and I tried and I know that I've always been advanced. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Even as a baby, the family, people in my family will say, she said this or she did this or she read that. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, and so I'm like, why am I not advanced in this? It's like the harder I try, the further behind I am. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm not used to that. I'm mm-hmm. used to being successful. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Easily. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, it's not hard. And then... You know, once I became successful easily, then I'm like, okay, now I'm bored. I don't want to do that anymore. You know, like uh-huh. that type of thing. But as far as, you know, like office um, work and, you know, being in the office and stuff like that, it just, it, 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 it was not, I wasn't catching on to it like, like it, it was, was a fit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, I couldn't do it. I tried, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. Yeah. But that takes a lot of confidence to understand like, okay, you know what? It's not me. It's you. <laughs> yeah. And the, and one thing that was a hindrance Two was because, um, like I said, I'm not necessarily the most focused person. I'm not necessarily the most um, uh, goal-oriented person, you know, right then and there. So I'm like, well, if I don't work here, if I don't work there, then 
how am I going to, you know, keep myself structured? Mm -hmm. Am I going to really be able to do it? Am I, you know, mm -hmm. that type of thing. And I do, I still struggle every day. Mm -hmm. Not one day or two days, but <laughs> every day, you know. Yeah. So it is what it is. They it they push me out. And so I'm here for you guys now. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You weren't pushed out. It just wasn't, that wasn't your destiny. That wasn't what was meant it for was you. Not. And you kind of know, like, this doesn't fit. This doesn't feel right. Like, yeah. And then, like I said, it's that knowing, it's having that confidence and that self-awareness to be like, okay, yes. I got to do something different mm -hmm. because this ain't it. Yeah, <laughs> you are absolutely right. This this is not it. You're so, right. yeah. <laughs> yes. So, we're going to go ahead and do our lightning round question. Okay. That means I answer in one word. Uh, you can answer in a sentence. Okay. We kind of we kind of free flowing around these parts, so okay. you can just answer how you want. I got you. So, what is the, your favorite quote or phrase that gets you through a tough time? Oh, my favorite phrase or quote or phrase actually, um, I don't have one in particular, but reading my Bible. Mm hmm. That is, and I'm so bad with like scriptures and where they're located. And um, <laughs> my friend's mom, who I did her makeup before I came here, I told her, well, uh, I said, because, you know, you gave me the questions or whatnot, mm -hmm. and I kind of look over them. And I said, oh, well, I want to say um, it's a Bible verse of lean not to my own understanding, because every day as humans, we never know what's going to happen and whether it's good or bad. So that's if a we word spend right there. our time, you know, worrying all the time. And she's like, okay, well, just make sure that you, I said, I can't remember exactly what book it's in. She's like, okay, make sure you Google it before you go. That's but I did not. I forgot. <laughs> but that's my thing. I just really know that just as a human, I have really no power, you know, over, mm -hmm. you know, anybody but myself and that's limited. So I just, um, I just try to uh, put my best foot forward and do my best and just not worry about the rest. Just not even the part that I can't understand or I don't know, I leave that to God. I love that. I love that. That's a running theme with all of our guests has been that integrity. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That yeah. kind of speaks to that, that integrity, just knowing, you know, who I am. Mm -hmm. This is what I want. I'm not going to compromise. That's right. And I may not always understand, but as long as I know, like, this is who I am and this is what I'm going to do, that I won't compromise and I can't go wrong. And trust so, in the Lord with all your heart. That's the first part. Yes. 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 And I love not. it. Yeah. So I love it. That's my thing, girl. I just try to just trust him and not me because... I might mess it up, but he won't. He's going to make me look good every time as long as I try. Amen. You know? So, hey. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so who is your biggest role model or your example? Just in your life. It don't even have to be in business. Um, my mother and my godmother. Them and my two leading ladies. Uh, my mother, she just always, um, you know, taught me, you know, how to be a lady, how to, you know, keep yourself clean, keep your house clean, how to run your home, how, you know, to do that. And then my godmother um, is a very spiritual lady. And so um, she kind of re-raised me in the Holy Spirit. And so I appreciate her greatly for that because I'm a soldier, you know, and mm -hmm. we in, we're in battle, you know, mm -hmm. at any given time. And um, she 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 raised me in that. So a lot of um, issues that, you know, I see people uh, having um, just with their spirituality, just wanting to know things or you know, um, not understanding different things or, you know, not being taught. So they make up their own stuff as they go. Mm -hmm. I've seen a whole lot that's going on a lot 
a lot now. Yeah. But um, I've really been raised up in the Holy Spirit, and I appreciate her mm-hmm. for that. So my mommy and my God, God mommy, those are my girls. Strong women. Yeah. Strong women raised strong women. Yes. I find that, that we have a lot of those, especially in our community, like mm-hmm. the women with the pillars of our community. Absolutely. We hold, we hold each other up. Well, we should hold each other up more, but we hold up. We hold up everything around us, the kids, yes, you know. the home. Yep. Yep, the business, everything. Mm-hmm. So That says no a lot. No shade, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it says a lot. Um, so do you have a morning routine or something that you do daily that gets you that gets you going? That um, keeps you motivated? I don't have a necessarily a routine, but I have found that when I get up, and this is like military or something, I don't know, but I think uh, when I wake up and make my bed... You hear me? Is that the bomb? I feel so like it does. It like gives me a power start or something. Because sometimes I don't. No. Sometimes I don't make it, you know. But when I get up and I make my bed and it looks all neat and pretty, I'm like, yeah, I'm ready for today. So that's what I would say. And I don't do it all the time, but I need to. You hear me? I, I'm weird like that. I posted something like that on Instagram not that long ago. Like I got up and I made my bed. I said, you know what? When you get up and you make your bed, it's the, it's the small things. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I woke up and I actually did something today. Yep. It, it, no matter how small it is. Yep, I literally I got up and I made my bed. And that's so weird, but that that is when I do that, I feel good. Yeah, you do, and then you're like, okay, I can go on to the next thing. And then every time you walk back in your room, you're like, okay, it's like yep, I started. It's here. not chaotic. Yep, exactly. It's not chaotic. It, it exactly. starts your day with order. Yes, it's, that's a good thing. That's a good way yeah. to state it. Absolutely, it it's starts so with some small, order. Yeah, yep. but it it starts your day with some order. So you're like, okay, then I can accomplish the next task. Yeah, next task. That you I hear agree. me? That's that's mine too. Okay, cool. We'll <laughs> roll with that one. <laughs> oh, what do you want your legacy to be? I want my legacy to be generational love, wealth, and knowledge. So I, uh, you know, how my mother might talk about my great grandmother, and she's you know been dead and gone for years. Excuse me, guys. So. Um, She's been dead and gone for years, but she'll talk about certain things about her. And that's how I want to be. I want, you know, my kids to be able to tell my my grandkids, my grandkids and great grandkids that, you know, you know, great mommy, she was, you know, this or she was that. So that's the legacy of love. And I definitely want to leave them wealth. And I just as far as my business is concerned, um, I just always want to gain knowledge. I'm always, mm-hmm. you know, looking at makeup pictures. I'm always reading skin books. I'm always going around to different boutiques, whether it's online or, you know, before COVID in person, mm-hmm. seeing what they have. Should I get this? Should I do that? You know, mm-hmm. it's it's a constant education. Yes. That's so. prof- I was watching um, Mark Cuban, you know, from Shark Tank, mm-hmm. Mark Cuban. Mm-hmm. So Mark Cuban is worth $4 billion. Oh, my goodness. And the biggest tip he said that he can give anybody is to never stop learning. He mm-hmm. reads a book a day. Wow. Still to this day, huh? To this I day. And he's worth $4 billion. So that's good advice. So, yeah. So if he can read and continue to learn and grow daily, we Ooh, all should be following right. suit. I agree. If we want to be anywhere near that caliber of human being, period. Mm-hmm. But if you look at all the greats, like they never stop learning. Learning is is key. And the thing about it is um, in the aesthetic world um, in Indiana, there is no continuing education uh, guideline. Mm. So once you become licensed, you can just go on and on and on. And um, there's a lot of new estheticians. There's a a lot of young ladies. And when I first came out, um, 
we had to work under somebody for six months. Mm -hmm. And I don't even think that that's a requirement anymore. And it's just like, you know, it's skincare. Skin is complicated. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's very complicated. And, you know, you, you have to stay educated because if you mm -hmm. just come off, you know, onto the floor from, you know, being in school, then you're cheating yourself. Mm -hmm. You're cheating yourself because there's mm -hmm. so much other knowledge out there. There's so much product knowledge. There's mm -hmm. so much um, anatomy, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, and things like that. And, uh, things from uh, different ethnicities. What you know, mm -hmm. like you know, our skin um, or people of color are not really good with laser. You know, like hair removal and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Like you have to have it can be done, but that person who doesn't needs to be really, really skilled. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they have to know what they're doing because they can mess your skin up. Yeah. So you know, yeah, education is key. Knowledge mm -hmm. is power. Yeah, and like you said, it'll keep you keep you safe too. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So awesome, awesome. Well, it was nice to meet you. Thank oh, you for coming you. on. I had yes. a ball. I'm enjoying yes. myself. I'm like, it's over. Nobody's <laughs> bringing us food. I thought we we're going to sit here and eat and keep talking. Right. I told you it was so cool and laid back and chill. Like this, we just have a conversation. Yeah, and I really enjoyed it. Thank you <laughs> yes, so much for having me. Thank you me. for coming on. We appreciate it. Yes. So, yes, thank you everybody for joining us today, owning the Masters. Follow us on all social media platforms at Owning the Masters. Catch us on YouTube. And we will see y'all next week. Peace.